Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The playoff pushes on for the five stripes, and you don't want to miss a minute of the action. Come out to Sport and Social at the Battery for an epic Atlanta United watch party on Saturday, September 25th at 2.30 p.m. We'll have drink specials, games, a special DJ, and much, much more. The five stripes are hot, and it's time for you to show up and show out this Saturday at 2.30, Sports and Social, inside the Battery. We'll see you there. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If it matters to an Atlanta sports fan. Get the latest here first. It's about us! It's about our strength! WZGC Atlanta and WZGC HD1. Atlanta Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. An it's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks to uh, Stacy Sager for stopping by. We're going to talk to Darren Eels coming up in about 20 minutes about Atlanta United. Also, we'll get to uh, Connor K. Riley or uh, K. Connor Riley on Twitter. He is with Dog Nation, guys, and we'll talk to him about this upcoming game with the dogs and what to expect, and uh, again, is this quarterback shifting? You know, thing going to be something we're going to see for the next couple of weeks, Mike. If a guy is healthy, I just think he should play. And and when you start him, you know, that's where I was at with JT Daniels. As soon as I saw him last week, I was like, let him play because he's out there. If he's not playing, I assume he's hurt. And if you're hurt, then that means you shouldn't be playing. So that was kind of my issue as he was shifting in and out with, with Stetson Bennett. He only did it one time, but it cost him a possession, you know, the interception, and we talked about it, momentum and all of that stuff. And we'll go behind enemy lines as well in the 4 o'clock hour. Art Stapleton, Giants reporter, is going to join us to talk about what's going on with mm. the Giants uh, as they seem to have a little dysfunction with their wide receivers right now. <laughs> well, Galladay says, look, yo, man, I was not yelling at my quarterback. Okay, I was yelling at the offensive coordinator. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but that's, you know, that's how it goes. And as I said to you yesterday, I think there's probably half of Cowboy Nation was ready to yell or strangle Jason mm. Garrett at a, at a time the last few years. But, uh, yeah, the Giants are what they are, man. That's a team which a coach is trying to, you know, it's New York, so it's a pressure cooker. So, the, you know, the, the meter's running on, on this guy. Is he going to be able to get things going? Same thing goes for the general manager. They can, they can clean sweep the general manager and the coach this year if they don't make the playoffs. You mean Dave Ghetto Man. <laughs> Gettleman has just got that. There's just some kind of like cockiness, which sometimes seems like it's misspent with the Boston accent. You know, it's like <laughs> my first my first job was to straighten out this offensive line, and I believe in Daniel. Jo- now you see why Jones. You know, you can see why some guys and scouts, if the Giants didn't take yeah. Jones, somebody else was. What people maybe said, maybe not as high as the Giants did, because he can move. 
You know, he's kind of like what you want this day. You know, if you don't believe that a guy like Lamar Jackson can stay healthy for a whole season, which he already has proven he can do, you got guys like, you know, Jones who can move outside the pocket. So, but I don't know, that team, there's just there's something missing. You know, there's just some things missing on that squad. So we'll see. Saquon Barkley, you asked me earlier, I don't know if he's going to be 100%, but I got to imagine they're going to uptick his workload, right? They have to. I mean, he's got to be. What else? Why else? They, they don't play him, right? I, I mean, if you're afraid that he's going to injury injure himself or for that matter, that he's not a, you know able to, to deal with the workload you want to give him, yeah, I, I don't play him. But he played in the first couple of games. Saquon, I think, has a total of about 83 yards or something like of that nature. Uh, 23 carries for 83 yards so far, Mike. So right. that, that's that's not great. That's not Saquon, Barkley kind of stuff. But, again, all he needs is one breakout game. I don't want to be that breakout game on Sunday. Hey, man, we're going to get to uh, plenty more here along the way. We want to talk more Falcons as you guys are chiming in at 404-741-0929. And on Twitter, appreciate the tweets uh, either way, as Mike said. One way or the other, doesn't matter how you feel, but uh, Mike Bell, ATL, put them up. See Dukes and this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Bo, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. So Mike doesn't like it. He's talked (laughs) about it. And now you've got coaches talking about it. I've always been under the impression that this was not going to be an issue. But it's already it already is. 11 flags have been thrown for taunting already this season. They threw 11 flags the entire season last year for taunting. So let's double it. Maybe let's triple it because we're only in week three. How many more taunting flags are there going to be? So Pete Carroll said, hey, uh, I understand it's, you know, it's hard to manage. But then you got Ron Rivera coming out, Mike, and he's been critical of this, basically saying we had an example where one guy taunts a guy, and then that guy comes back for a little payback, and the next thing you know, you got a big fight on your hands. How do you manage this taunting thing? And is it dumb that the NFL is focusing on this? Well, I mean, we said this earlier. I just, to me, it's like you're creating a solution for a problem that didn't exist. I mean, yes, every how many football brawls do you see? Come on, that's. I mean, all due respect to Ron, that's not something that's like an epidemic in the NFL. You know, it's a physical, violent game played by some real nasty hombres, right? Some more than others, and emotion. I mean, you know, making a big play. You know, doing your who cares? You know, I mean, if you want to sit there, stand over the guy, grab your Jimmy. Okay, I throw a, I throw a flag on that. I just don't like to give the refs more rules that they can misinterpret in a in a key moment. You know, a defender makes a big stop and goes, "Yeah, blank, yeah," standing over the guy, fifteen yards. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's an emotional game. Talk to Randy Mack or Hugh Douglas. I mean, it's. I mean, and again, if, unless you're some square or you're some old school. I mean, what are, you, what is, are we watching the NFL in black and white? And there's like ten teams. Right, Carl? I mean, what are we talking about here? These guys are modern-day gladiators. Let's, who gives a crap? I, and the only guys who seem to are 65 to 80-year-old NFL owners, but they're billionaires, Carl, so they're what they want carries a lot of weight. All right, so one of the new celebrations, this is not new, it's been around the league now for a few years, but we get an interception, we get a pick six, we get a fumble. What do we do? Everybody, let's go to the end zone. Because there's a camera down there for showtime, right? So That's right. So all of my defensive cats, we, all, we run down to the end zone, and what do we do? We floss. We flaunt. We flex. Hey, look at us. How is that not taunting? Bingo. Bingo. Seriously. How is that not taunting? That's allowed, but then you start looking at some of the flags that have been thrown thrown already, and you go, that's taunting? I just think they're reaching for something here that really is not an issue. And that's what I'm getting to. Again, I think if it's blatant, if you see a guy rip another guy's helmet off and give him the finger in his face, that's right. different. Okay. But I don't yeah. get this part of it. But I would ask football fans that question. 
How is that not taunting when you're making fun of the fact that, well, we just we just got yeah. a fumble or a pick six on you, and now uh, my whole team's right. going to go to the end zone and we're going to flex? Right. The entire defensive unit gets down there and does their thing. That's cool, right? Because the NFL allows for that because of a TV contract. That's right. Stupid. I mean, there's no consistency. And like I said, I mean, if you really are that put off by a guy, what? okay, so a guy makes a play and then he goes slow-mo, first down. That really irks you? <laughs> I mean, who cares? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, if, I don't. I mean, like, I don't want WWE. But I mean, my viewing experience. You know, my viewing experience is more ruined by referees spending twenty minutes to get a call right and a TV timeout when I'm at the game. That's something you want to. That's something you want to try to fix, John Mara. You stupid square who who's like a was born into it. Nepotism. Your father and your grandfather. They built the NFL. You're just a stuffed shirt. Sorry, back to you, Carl. That's okay. I, I just I hate I saw when, some personal feelings. No, I just hate there. I know because you know me, man. If you do if you're new to the show, I, I can't stand authority figures. I rail against authority, and I hate authority when they make decisions just for the ability to make decisions. Right? It's stupid. I mean, it's just it's like let's here's something that's not a problem. Let's create a new rule. It, to me, it just it's everything I, I loathe about committees. So for me, here's the other part of this: It's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz. It's brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. I want to be entertained when I go to these games, and I pay to go to these games. I want to be entertained. It's like when you pay money to go see a play. You want to be entertained, right? You're, you're going for amazing, an amazing show. Right. Give me something and, I hadn't and, seen before. Give me something exciting. And, and and for me, being entertained, part of that is allowing these guys to taunt, to do some of the things that they're doing, to make it more interesting. I just don't want a guy to get a big pick six and go, throw, throw it back to the referee and, and, and we're done. That's boring. We've talked about where the NFL became the no fun league for a while. Now they're allowing this stuff again. Great. I'm digging it. But the taunting stuff is just ridiculous. Hey, from Jay Hodges on our Twitch line. And don't forget, guys, you go to TwitchATL929. You can watch us do the show. Uh, guy says, JT says, it's like in Gladiator. Russell Crowe became a bigger deal than the Emperor. These owners <laughs> want to be talked about more than the players. That's a great line. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I mean, look, unless you've been on the sideline or you sat close enough to the field to see the speed and the contact and the trash talking and the – it's a violent game, you know? I mean, a little – oh, my God, heaven forbid little Johnny sees somebody go, yeah, mother blacker. I mean, like, yes, we don't want kids doing some of this stuff in pop water, and hopefully parents and coaches will teach them what's what. But to me, don't monkey around with the NFL. Stop putting more rules in the rule book. All right, let's talk about Tom Brady. Uh, he's asked by Jim Gray. He does this thing on, on satellite every week. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, and Jim Gray's the host. And so Jim Gray asked him about the mobile quarterback and what we're seeing in the NFL. And Brady, and I'm going to read this to you, but basically a lot of people are saying Brady kind of morphed into get-off-my-lawn guy. Um, Brady said, quote, I-, I think there's probably a lot of short-sightedness. You know, when I hear that a lot, because I've heard over the years, you know, oh, the game is changing and so forth. This is Brady. I think that the game changes in different ways. Absolutely. It evolves and changes and grows, and hopefully it gets better. And at the same time, I think there's always been, a, you know, incredible athletes playing professional football at the quarterback position. Randall Cunningham was an incredible athlete. Kenny Stabler. He benches Roger Staubach, Michael right. Vick. He goes on. He says, I think it definitely adds an element to the game. But at the same time, the name of the game is scoring points. 
So there's definitely more volatility, I would say, in that style of play over a period of time. This is Tom Brady talking about mobile quarterbacks. You're definitely, uh, you know, more prone to injury. You're out of the pocket. You don't have the types of protections you have inside of the pocket. I agree with him on this. And, you know, he said, I would say that the one thing that probably changed over the years in terms of, you know, what what's happened is I, I think they're calling more penalties on defensive players for hitting and the, the violent contact. And so Brady basically going out and saying, listen, it's safer to be in the pocket. <laughs> I'm going to transcribe this for you. And that's why, you know, I, I think it's better for, for quarterbacks' longevity. But he's not taken away from any of these guys. But some people took that as a slight when he said, you know, it's still you're still about scoring points as right. if you don't score points with guys like Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's true. No, but again, I do think, you know, we said this the other day, I think if I'm Lamar Jackson, I would work with, I think it's Carson Palmer's brother, who's the quarterback guru for more accuracy. That's how Josh Allen, you know, took his took his percentage way up and, and has become like a, now an MVP candidate himself. But I think there's room for improvement with Lamar Jackson. But getting back to Tom's point, you know, those guys, it's, I think he's also said more about injury because there, there has been guys who've gotten hurt when you get outside the hash marks. The NFL protects quarterbacks in the pocket, and they don't generally protect quarterbacks outside the pocket. So, I mean, that was also part of, of the context of the conversation. But I, I, I know how, you're right. It could be taken that way. But I, I think there's, there's, there's more than one way you know, to, uh, to get there. And I think that Brady, if you have a great offensive line, yes. But, I mean, even when you don't have the offensive line working, you know what I mean? Quarterbacks can only do so much outside the pocket. We talked about the Super Bowl last year, right? Patrick Mahomes without a line couldn't do anything. We yeah. saw how Lamar Jackson lost that game the first game of the season in uh, in Vegas to the Raiders when things broke down. But Brady's, I, I, I agree with most of what he says about the rules. He also said that the, the league is so slanted now to pro offense that it's not even funny. Part of that was his own team's doing because of the way they used to mug the Colts. That's true. Um, and that's the other part of this. It's a long statement, guys. It, yeah. He actually is talking about this with Jim Gray, as we said. But he talks about the fact that, you know, defenses, they don't get the protection. Um, and basically they get they get more more penalties and, and they're flagged a lot more now simply because of they're trying to take some of that aggression out of place where a quarterback's running and he's attempting to slide and then he gets hit. That was commonplace 15, 20 years ago. Now you do it, you're going to get thrown out of the game. You're going to get flagged and probably thrown out of the game. So interesting thoughts from Tom Brady. But uh, I'll say this, Mike, pocket passers are not going away. Even as the game evolves, we've talked about this. I have no problems with saying he's a playmaker. I don't care who he is or what he looks like, white, black, green, or yellow. Right. Make plays, but let's not limit playmaking and, and try to, to, to label it as this is not the right way to win. No, that's not right. Because as we said, I mean, look at guys like Trevor Lawrence and even Joe Burrow. You know, again, he's coming off the knee injury, but those are guys that all move around. Another guy who's really good at moving around, Justin Fields, is finally going to get to start for the Bears. Matt Nagy announced it that the Fields is going to start. Andy Dalton, of course, said it was his time. Uh, but he's battling through a knee injury. And how many times you and I discussed this over the summer? They do this all the time. Everybody in God's green earth knows who the quarterback is. He was drafted to be the quarterback of the organization. But you always have to play. Look, I know some of it is born out of respect for Andy Dalton, who you promised, I guess, at least one start. But, Carl, enough with the dog and pony shows. Go with the guy you drafted, and they are. So now we'll see what DeFields will do. He threw a pick last week, but all rookies have a learning curve in the NFL. Talk to Peyton Manning. If, uh, if he blows doors and they beat the Browns, even if he doesn't, even if they're close, mm-hmm. How do you go back to to Andy Dalton? You don't. You don't. Tyrod Taylor lost his job through no fault of his own, as we discussed with a, with a doctor who didn't realize where the rib bone ends and the, and the lung begins with that injection. And then Justin Herbert was off and running. So, and, and we'll see now if uh, if Fields can get the same kind of traction in Chi Town. 
Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think Andy Dalton's ever starting again for the Bears. Bar an injury. Okay. Bears-Browns. That's 1 o'clock uh, window on Sunday. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to, just to see when you get the start and how much more comfortable he's going to get all the reps this week. Mm-hmm. We know that. So maybe he's a lot more comfortable what you saw him jumping in there when, it, when an injury happened um, this week. Tua, by the way, guys, um, he's been ruled out against the Raiders. Fractured ribs for Tua Tungabailoa, so he'll miss Sunday's game against the Raiders. Brian Flores said that today, and that means Jacoby Brissett's going to start against the Raiders. Raiders, surprisingly good, Mike. They look good these first two weeks. Dude, they got a dude. I just do to you. They got a dude. pass rush. You know, we talked about you know not having Jacobs in the in the backfield was no bother, and maybe Carr is finally reaching the full potential everyone thought he had. Yeah. Maybe hearing every week that the Raiders are bringing in somebody else to replace him finally let a fire under his took us. Hey, we're going to talk Atlanta United when we come back. Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United, will join us here on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. It is Dukes and Bell, guys. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about the dogs and uh, that twenty twenty two schedule that's out. We know that Oklahoma and Texas are coming, but not until the following season, which will be 2023, and then they've got to figure out how they're going to do the schedule. More on that coming up with Connor Riley. But right now, let's say good afternoon to Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. And, Darren, we are hot right now, aren't we? Afternoon, chaps. Yeah, not too bad. (laughs) Well, we said earlier in the show, Darren, it was a lot more fun talking to you now than it was back in April. Uh, this team is really rolling, man. And it just seems like Barco, and I know we've talked so much about Barco, but he is on fire and everybody, man. I mean, it, and there's a buzz in the stands every time that Araujo is touching the ball. It just seems like we've got we got weapons the other team can't match up with. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great run. I thought the game against DC, I mean, all of the goals, to be fair to DC United, the couple they scored were were worldies, but it yeah. was just really great when it Barco's free kick was right in the top corner. Um, I mean, even when Luis came on, some of the, the the nearly goal he had where he sort of just didn't quite finish it off. But you know, he electric he electrifies the stadium when he gets the ball. So I think you know that's really exciting. And then you know, Marcelino's the setup for George Bello. I mean, that was crazy. It was one against five. Mike Conti was doing a great call, and yeah. he just popped out of the. <laughs> out of the maze and the scrum of players with the ball, and it was a tap-in for George. So really exciting to see. Um, where does that goal rate? Because I watched it probably five or six times to just get a sense of his footwork, uh, his skill. It was it was an incredible goal, one of the best I've ever seen. Where, where does that rank for you as far as Atlanta United? Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a great one. It was ironic because we had two nominated for goal of the week. Right. Um, George Bellows' goal and Marco's free kick, and actually, Marco's free kick won goal of the week, and George has got voted in for second. But if I were voting, I'd have voted for for that goal because of, like you said, Carl, the, the run from Marcelino was just incredible. And again, credit to George; he kept going and he got there into the the box at the right time. But that was all Marcelino's goal. It really was amazing, as, as we said. I mean, it's like something you see in a video game. Darren Eels is with this guy's president of Atlanta United. Got to go on the road, make things get a little more difficult on the road. But how much do you say about last week? Hey, man, you played a good opponent, and they just made shots, and you got to just tip your cap because they had two amazing goals of their own, and that's just skill versus skill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean both of them were, were really cracking goals. And, and again, it felt... Um, you know, they got the one at the end. I think it gave a little bit of a false blush to the scoreline because you know three two seems close, but it was really never as close as that. But um, we've got to be ready for Saturday because Philadelphia, obviously, you know, it's a big really now from almost second place down to tenth place in the 
in the division that we've just got to make sure we grind it out and this will be a big game for us and a big test. What's the latest on Joseph, uh, Darren? Uh, we know that, you know, the training situation, you know, uh, with the knee, he was seen limping off, and then I guess the team had told everybody that they were going to keep us updated. Can you give us the latest on Joseph Martinez? Yeah, he got a little bit of a knock at the end of the game, as you saw. Um, he got to his 99th goal, and he had the shot that hit the post. I think, again, the whole place would have gone absolutely nuts if he got his 100th goal, so that was a bit of a shame that he hit the post and bounced back. But, um, you know, he's coming back from the you know, the serious knee injury that he's had, so there's always going to be a little bit of niggles there, and it's just a case of that where he's just got to, you know, take stock of it. But we don't see anything that's a major concern. It's just a case of, you know, day-to-day now with Joseph. As we mentioned, Atlanta United over D.C. United 3-2, and now it's the Philadelphia Union, or as we say, the Onion. Uh, so, again, what what do they present matchup-wise? And do you just feel that, Darren, this team is on such a roll? I know we, we don't want to give up a game. I mean, I'd be happy with a draw on the road, but do you feel we've got the juice right now where we can go get a W in Philadelphia? Yeah, look, I mean, we absolutely respect them. You know, they knocked us out of the Champions League earlier this season. They're a really good team. They're the defending supporters' shield champions, so... We know they're a good team. I do think the way we're playing at the moment, we shouldn't sort of... I think we've got the players and the way we're playing to to deal with that. But they are a tough team and, you know, their midfield strength, they've been a diamond in the middle of the part that is very effective. They've been, you know, consistent in playing that way. Um, So we'll need to be on our game. But I just feel the way we're playing at the moment, uh, we've got a real chance to go there and try and get the W. Uh, real quick, uh, Darren, going back to Joseph, did he get, did he have an MRI? I think they were going to go and get it scanned just to be sure, but there wasn't anything expected from okay. that. Okay, just wanted to, to, to follow up on that because uh, I know that was part of the discussion as well. It's Darren Eels, guys, president of Atlanta United. Uh, Barco, Bello, I mean, we talk about all these weapons that Mike's mentioning. But, you know, really, when you talk about offensively, the flow of this offense and, and what's been happening and the opportunities and scoring chances, we said it all along, they were going to increase. Uh, and a lot of credit goes to, to, to Rob Valentino to get the process started. How has uh, Gonzalo Pineda built on that? How has he come in, upset? Uh, you know, uh, watch the team, uh, watch the training, and then saw the personnel and it built on what was already going on with Rob as he was taking over the team? Yeah, look, I mean, I think we've seen it in the the sort of four games now that Gonzalo's been here in charge officially. But obviously, as we know, with the COVID, he was in the background talking with Rob in the games before he actually got here. And I think, you know, we we talk about the attacking, but it sort of starts at the back. I mean, I think we've been so solid at the back that that gives you a platform then to be able to play your more attacking players. And uh, as you know, in a couple of games, we're almost playing like with one midfielder and and letting our four forwards go, uh, go and attack. And we can afford to do that because... You know, the defense and, you know, even Brad. I mean, it was a game where, you know, we won it on on the weekend, but Brad made a couple of big saves early on that kept us, you know, kept that clean sheet that we needed that then allows you to bring a, a Luis on to really sort of go at it for the last 30 minutes. So I think all around it's been about trying to keep it simple, keep the message simple, work on the basics, and then let the, the players have a little bit more of uh, their own say in the attacking third. Uh, and certainly that's what we've seen in the really the last eight games that we played.
It's a Darren Hills with us, guys, from Atlanta United. The uh, El Jefe, the boss, joins us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. The word came down, Darren, about this uh, new merger, if you will, this uh, combination of us and the Mexican League. And I think we might have had something to do with this. The Campeones Cup was a big hit. The synergy from the All-Star game seems to make a lot of sense. I just don't like pausing the season for a month. Talk about what we've got on the uh, – it's coming ahead, what, 2023 for the League's Cup. What is this all about, and what do you think of it? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be brilliant. I'm really excited. So uh, what it will be is, and the reason it's paused for a month, Mike, is that in effect you can play like a World Cup-style tournament. So every club in the top division of Liga MX plus the MLS gets to play in it. Um, you know, and then there's a, you go to a sort of single elimination knockout tournament that gets you to you know, a winner. But the important thing is there's things at stake. So three clubs will get into the Champions League for the following season from this. So for us, it was a way for us to... In the middle of a season in the summer, when we have a little bit of an advantage over the Liga MX clubs, because we're in the middle of our season, traditionally when we played, as you know, our Champions League games, when we begin in February, we're in pre-season, and it's the Mexican clubs that are in the sort of heart of their season. So this, I think, helps balance things out. It's going to be in the United States. So really excited about it. You know, it's something that's going to be, you know, very good from a media rights, and that's something that, you know, was important to us. It's a package that we can put together now for our media rights to help drive the the needle and all of this is a virtuous circle because the more media rights we get, the more chance we get to then invest in players and our standard and quality of the clubs goes up. So I really think this is going to be a game changer for, for the league as we go forwards and you know, I'm excited for 2023 to come and it would be lovely if we could be the first team to win it. Hmm. Speaking of the league, what's the latest, Darren, with what the league is is attempting to do? Uh, you know, We continue to talk about expansion and, and the TV rights and all of that. What's the latest on all of that? So from an expansion perspective, as you know, we've got Charlotte coming in next year. Uh, St. Louis comes the year after that. Sacramento was coming in, and then that bid fell through. So we're looking at who will be that 30th team. So that will be, at the moment, the, the expansion will stop at 30, certainly in the short to, to medium term. So um, And then media rights. For us, the big deal is we have our media rights. New deal starts in 2023. So coincidentally, that's when this new League's Cup tournament starts. So it gives us a chance to package that event along with you know the, the MLS regular season playoffs and that's going to be a big one for us because you know we need to drive that number I talk quite often about you know if you take our revenue Atlanta United uh, they do a top 20 Deloitte and Touche where they look at the top 20 clubs in the world in terms of revenue we would be higher than number 11 Roma except for our media rights deal for us it's about 10 percent for for Italian clubs about 70 percent of their revenue comes from the media right so we need to drive those number higher uh, and like i said once we can do that then we've got that ability to to hopefully be able to spend more on the playing um you know staff coaching staff so that our level of competition goes up so we can be more consistently competitive with Liga mx and hopefully be winning champions league getting into club world cup tournament uh, competition so that's the aim but it takes you know we've got to make sure we move the needle on that next tv deal in 2023 well, Darren, before we let you go, Carl, not to blow sunshine up his butt, but what we, the way we approach Alex Anthopoulos and the moves that he made and the moves that you made at the transfer window, obviously, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of excitement now around Atlanta United. Some of it is because guys are healthy. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on Joseph in that knee. But, man, it's just so great to see this team just kind of just take it to another level the last two months. Yeah, look, and I'm with you. I'm a fan first and foremost as well. So it's, uh, it's exciting to see. And, look, we can't get above ourselves. You know, we've, we've got to get into the playoffs and then, you know, hopefully if we can do that, then push for a home playoff game. But I certainly feel like with the 
you know, with the players we've got, both, you know, like I said, from defense through to attack, we've got a chance to be really dangerous if we can get into the playoffs. Darren, great job. We will talk to you soon. Good luck against Philly, and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man. Got it, man. Darren Ills, guys, an update on Joseph Martinez. So MRI was scheduled, but as he said, he doesn't think anything's going to show or come out of that. Okay. But we got to keep an eye on that, Mike. We're talking about two surgeries in the past eighteen months with this guy, right? And that's the thing. I mean, it's you know, like he's still a, he's a huge closer. I would never ever in a million years say we don't need Joseph Martinez, mm. but I mean, what we do we are better if if he does heaven forbid have to have an extended absence, Carl, because of the knee. We're better equipped right now with what we've got up front than we were maybe six months ago or a year ago. I agree with that. More, more offensive prowess. Right. I do agree. All right, guys. Please any more to get to yeah man no man's on the way we're going to talk dogs with connor riley from dog nation coming up at four o'clock and we got a lot of college football to get to with connor so stay right there behind enemy lines is on the way as well it's dukes and bell on sports radio 92.9 the game and odyssey.com dukes and bell thanks to darren eels for stopping by president of atlanta united uh we're going to get into some college football conversation coming up with connor k riley at four o'clock and uh Get his thoughts on what's going on with the dogs and the injury update as well as they get ready for Vandy. But right now, it is time for Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. All right, Bo. What's going on today? Well, Carl Dukes, you better stop stepping on my sponsor. We're going to have issues. There'll be some consequences and repercussions, all right? (laughs) There'll be some consequences and repercussions, all right. Ain't nobody taking my cornbread. (laughs) What's happening, man? You know, just pulling double duty, you know, trying to get it done, right? Trying to be Chris, Bo, you know, everybody. Turtle, squid, I don't know. Maybe I'll go alter egos. (laughs) Well, again, Chris had had some uh, some plumbing issues in his house or his apartment, so he's you know, nothing like uh, having a wa- uh, what two inches of toilet water in your place, Carl. So Squid Billy's in here while Chris has got a mop, but you're doing a good job so far, Bo. Well, three I try. Hours, three hours and forty three minutes into the show. You mean? Oh no, we are an hour and forty three minutes into the show. Yeah, sorry, it just feels like three hours and forty three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, real quick, you guys want to have some fun? You want to stir up a little bit of nonsense in Atlanta on yeah. a on a Wednesday afternoon? Well, why not? Oh, you know, I was listening to um, your boy Pat Pat McAfee this on the way in because I had to drive in today, so I was listening to his show and. He was talking about Lamar Jackson as, you know, I think Lamar Jackson has now tied Michael Vick's uh, record for most 100-yard rushing games in an NFL career for a quarterback. And, you know, it kind of dawned on me this question. And so I'm going to – I want to phrase it correctly so I don't get everyone mad at me because I was a Uh-oh. big Michael Vick fan. But, yeah, man, no, man. Lamar Jackson is now replaced Michael Vick as the greatest modern – dual threat quarterback in NFL history. And I put modern behind that because the league has went to a more pass happy league and that happened during some of Michael Vick's time and he even, you know, had some of the time he spent with Andy Reid and the Eagles. But would you say Lamar Jackson is had a better career only what, three or four years in? I mean he's on the trajectory to certainly have it. I mean to be the MVP and you know Carl I mean I think that you could correlate some of the things, like, we always say, does Lamar have the weapons? Well, some people would say without, you know, it was a, a Roddy for a, a year or two, or one year, actually. Uh, you had a tight end. Algie was kind of like, you know, the go-to guy. You know, Finneran was here. But, I mean, you, you didn't really have, like, the, the the real, you know, I don't know, 
X-factor as far as the skill positions. You could say the same thing for Lamar in Baltimore. Obviously, he's got a much better defense, but he's the show, man. He's putting it, he's putting it down. I mean, and, they, and just like, you know, Mike, he is a guy that's must-see TV. You're, you want to watch a Ravens game when it's on TV. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you that he is, but I do need to, to qualify this by saying what Michael Vick did, meaning being the first African-American, first overall pick at quarterback, you can't ever take that away from him. That That's always going to be a part of his story and how the NFL was slowly but surely changing and moving in this direction. With that said, he's already done that. Yes, to answer your question. Absolutely. I, I, I talked about I think he's better because there's just so much that hinges on him and their success. And when you have that kind of pressure, like the other night, Mike, he ran it for 16, he ran 16 times and had over 100 yards. If he doesn't do what he did with his legs, they don't win the football game. And then, you know, the, the jump pass, which was, was crazy. And, right. and, you know, that turns into a touchdown. But I, I'm with Mike. It is must-see TV. He has taken Mike in that way. Uh, Mike Vick I'm talking right. about. But if you're asking me about is he the guy right now, yes, he is. Yes, he is. No, again, we got to end this conversation, Bo. You're going to trigger some Matt Ryan fans who feel we're being anti-Matt Ryan just by mentioning number seven. But no, real quick, um, I will go with Carl, too, because I mentioned the time Carl being in Vegas at a sportsbook wearing. I'm the only guy in Vegas who had a Mike Vick jersey when he goes with that run against the Vikings, right, which is one of the most highlight reels for seven. You're right. It was, it was so bananas. And the whole thing was just the fact that we picked him. Just the fact when the word came that we were going to make that trade with San Diego was mind-blowing enough. But but getting back to your initial question, yes, he he is there, man. And you're right, Ty, the next 100-yard game, he will be the uh, all-time guy for that uh, that statistic in the NFL. I, I disagree that Mike Vick didn't have weapons. I mean, you know, he had uh, Peerless Price and uh, Michael <laughs> Jink. You know, I mean, he got some guys. So, hey, you know, some good guys. They're good good guys. He just, they, you know, we needed more there. Uh, so, look, nothing – is as good as a record. And nothing is good for me because being a producer and doing what I do, you know, a record-breaking call. Well, Salvador Perez broke the home run single-season mark for a catcher in Major League Baseball. You know, Johnny Bench had it at 45, and he hit 46 a couple of nights ago. And, uh, guys, the, 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 the call was less than enthusiastic. Deep left center field. And Salvador Perez has the Royals' third two-run home run today. <laughs> That's what you do with a hanging curve. I mean, it's like he knew it was coming. I'm thinking fastball, and he's thinking, uh-uh. He's going to go soft and make a mistake, and I'm going to make a deposit for my 46th home run. I guess, Carl, you could call that Midwestern understatement? Uh, yeah. I mean, does he not realize what the moment is? That was Rex Hudler and Ryan uh, Lefevre. And that that's a record-breaking home run. And it sounds like, well, it sounds like the Royal season, really. It sounds like they're calling it a, pr- a spring training game. <laughs> it does. I mean, you got to be aware of what the moment is, what's going on. Uh, yeah, that, uh, boo, boo, boo. No, no balls and boo on that. They, is, they've got to be better than is that. Is that their worst record-breaking play-by-play call you've ever heard? Yeah. And those are the home guys. Yeah, I wouldn't have known, Bo. Know. If you didn't yeah. tell me, I would right. not have known. Right. Strange. Yeah, that one hurts. I mean, look, we're spoiled here. We've got 
Wes Durham, Steve Holman. Uh, you know, we've got uh, you know the Carries, Chip Carry. You know, Bob's uh, Bob, Mike's guy, Bob Rathman. So we've got some some guys that really love our teams. But that was that was garbage. It was. Uh, yeah, that that uh, that is a, a no man, and uh, they should be called in and reprimanded for that <laughs> because you don't get those moments. Like when you have something that is, you know, for example, the Braves are on the verge. All right, they, they need Ozzy to hit two more home runs. They need Dansby to hit four. Right. If that happens, the Braves infield is going to be the first infield in Major League history to have all four guys with 30 or more home runs. You don't think the broadcasters are aware of that? You don't think that if that moment plays out between now and the end of the season, that that's not a big deal for the first time in Major League history? you gotta, you got to know. So that, that, that's weak sauce. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, we go from that baseball clip. <laughs> do, they, do they not like the guy, Carl? Do they not like the player? <laughs> I'm not commenting on that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to put Rex, Rex Hudler in there with, like, Bob Feller. Oh, these Caribbean players, Carl, and their records. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was so anticlimactic. Anyway, back to you, Bo, as we're doing Yeah Man, No Man here on Dukes and Bell. Well, more baseball. You know, we all know that it's a tradition to throw out the first pitch, and this one was terrible by Conor McGregor. But also, at a Cubs game, you got to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and, well, he took a uh, he took a stab at it. Let's see how he did. Two, three, three. take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back told as root, root, the Cubbies. If they don't win, it's a shame. Damn, that's bad. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Let's go, Chicago! I mean, I've heard worse, Carl. I've heard worse, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, listen, he, he doesn't have a recording contract for a reason, but... Uh, One, two, three. Hold on, hold on. You've heard worse? I don't know, Mike. Is this worse? One, two, three. <laughs> Let's get some runs. I think it's more like Lutz or Ozzy on that one. Dude, I saw Ozzy in 2004, I think, at OzFest. He could sing every word like he's 25 years old, yet he can't can't sing off a teleprompter. Those were his songs, though. No, I mean, Ozzy, I've seen Ozzy. I mean, it's, you know, luckily the guitar players move around. Ozzy just kind of like walks, he shuffles from one end of the stage to the other. You know, that was I terrible. love you all. That, that was terrible. <laughs> the, the best part, <laughs> it was like, what was the movie, Mike? What was the movie where he, <laughs> <laughs> he was humming it at one point. <laughs> it almost sounds like Phil Hartman doing like caveman lawyer. Like, <laughs> 
Anyway, there you go. So there was a worse version than Conor McGregor's. And Conor McGregor, though, does replace 50 Cent now. He basically threw the ball 90 degrees off the mound. It wound up by the on-deck circle of the uh, of the home, well, uh, home dugout. Remember when he threw the football, though? He actually threw the baseball better than when he threw a football. He yeah, he did. So he did. I'm, th- I'm thinking of Leslie Nielsen, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and the bomb's in the air. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, real quick, don't forget, Yeah Man No Man is brought to you by the Georgia Hemp Company. Back to school means back to focus. Save 20% online and in-store through September 26th at the Georgia Hemp Company. they got locations in Decatur, Sandy Springs, Woodstock, or always visit them online at thegeorgiahempcompany.com. See my boy Joe. He will take care of you. Hey, Squid, hit my music. <laughs> Poe talking to himself. When you played the Ozzy, the dog ran out of my office here, Carl. It was like, surprised the dog didn't start barking in the background there. Oh, man. Great job, Squid. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Hey, coming oh, up, man. we're going to talk about the dogs and uh, what to expect against Vandy. We'll also go around college football. Connor Riley joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.